The Rough Drafts Podcast is sponsored by Unicorn.com, the world's premier esports betting site. Bet on your favorite games like CSGO, Dota 2, and League of Legends and earn Unicorns through successful bets or use Unicorn's exclusive Connect program where you can earn Unicorns just by playing some of your favorite games. Use your earnings to enter Unicorn's raffles for exciting prizes like Logitech peripherals or CSGO skins. So join Chase and Walter and prove who really is the esports gambling expert. Unicorn.com. Log on today. Hello, Internet! This is Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar, and welcome to day three of our team-by-team League of Legends preview podcast series looking at the North American LCS. We are so excited to continue this series. This is, this is the most wonderful time of the year. We have nothing but exciting new teams to talk about. Uh, and this is a team that didn't change a whole lot, but the change they made could have a huge impact on how this season plays out. And I can't think of anyone I'd rather have break it down with me than my good friend and co-host, Walter C80's Fedchuk. Walter, how are you doing, man? So remember how back in the TSM episode where you said, oh, it's fun, they're exciting teams. No, this, this oh. is the first one. I have no excitement. I am, I am a, a straighter, emotionless face than Darth Maul. Just nothing. <laughs> I don't care about this team. Setting the bar high. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm just going to have to have enough enthusiasm for the both of us then. That's just how this is going to go. I uh, I am always excited about a team that plays as well as Cloud9 did last split. They got third place in the regular season with a 12-6 and record, battled their way to second in the summer playoffs, only coming up short to TSM. They won regionals. Uh, which was a huge step forward compared to how they'd done in the spring. They got all the way to the quarterfinals of the World Championship where they ran up against Samsung Galaxy, and really, that's about the best you could hope for. Uh, they didn't look very good. Yeah, I mean, look, they, they, they did well enough to get out of their groups, which is more than certain teams can say. Uh, cough, cough, TSM, cough, cough. Uh, they had a second-team All-Pro in Sneaky. They had two third-team All-Pros in Impact and Jensen. All of those guys are coming back, as well as Smoothie, who might have won my most improved player award had that award existed. His career seemed to be reinvigorated uh, playing for Cloud9 last split. Uh, obviously, Reaper is still the head coach. He was my pick for Coach of the Year. Unfortunately, they don't ask me, so that vote did not count. But Well, that's if they asked me, it would have canceled your vote anyways. That's so very fair. But, you know, they did make two changes. Uh, the big one is that they've signed uh, contracts uh, originally from their Cloud9 Challenger team. He is now on the main roster, so Meteos doesn't have to play anymore. He's now on the bench, and he's joined by Ray, who uh, was obviously the incredibly bloody, brutal top laner from Apex. Yeah, he, he loves to play aggressive top laners. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they balance him at all with Impact. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, absolutely in play. Uh, I have no idea whether they're going to try to have uh, Impact and Ray kind of bounce back and forth. We, you know, we'll certainly have to see how that all pans out. But, Walter, overall, what did you think of their offseason? Boring, uninspired, 
replacing Medios with contracts was the like, worst-kept secret since, I don't know, week four of the last split. I'm just... They haven't done anything to wow me. Um, I know what all these players are. I know what they're capable of. I know what their floors are. I know what their ceilings are. I, I mean, I, I get it. Yeah, they were second place last split. They knocked off Immortals twice. That was pretty cool. Again, I think that was more about Immortals, you know, choking and not really preparing themselves and, and not being ready for the big time than it had anything to do with Cloud9 being like this amazing team. And it's really weird that I'm as a TSM fan, I'm like bored of Cloud9's success when I've been successful in North America since season goddamn one. Yeah. <laughs> you keep drinking the Haterade, man. That's all, you know, you I, enjoy I, that. I guess. I the, guess. It's just... I, the the Cloud9 fans listening right now are just taking all the salt and getting ready for, go, uh, for go their ahead, next like, meal. Straight up, I understand it. Not all of my like criticism and dislike for this team is necessarily justified, but like people say Cloud9, I'm like, okay. Nah, yeah. Well, you know, and I'll give you this. Was it a particularly exciting offseason? No. But they made all the changes they needed to. I, you know, when you have three all-pro players and... At, you know, a guy that I think was the most improved at, uh, at, of the split in Smoothie, the only thing you have to change is your jungler, and you gave you had a great jungler who happened to be signed to your organization, so you just moved him over from the sister team to the main team. If this was season four, we'd be praising this as a brilliant move. It's season six, so it kind of comes off scummy because of how that challenger system came into effect, but you know what? Don't hate the player, hate the game. Riot let that loophole exist. That's on them. They've closed the loophole now. You know, fine by me. They, they're going to make their money. They earned that. They made a, the smartest business decision. I will never fault them for that. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, they still get contracts. So everything worked out basically according to plan. And since the plan worked at the end of the summer split... There has to be some excitement there. And, and Walter, I, I know that you don't have a ton of excitement for the Cloud9 product we saw last split, but surely you can muster up some excitement for a young potential next big thing in contracts uh, coming in off the, uh, off the Challenger squad, right? I mean, yeah, I, I actually am. Like, I enjoyed watching him play. Um, he was pretty good. I'm just glad I'm not going to have to watch Meteos play anymore because <laughs> Meteos... Medios's scale of playing was decent to hot garbage. Hmm. Like, there were moments where it's like, maybe he's going to break through. Maybe we're going to get the Medios of old. And then there were moments where, like, oh, my God, I am a gold jungler, and I could play better than you at this moment, Medios. So, yeah, it's definitely exciting. It's nice to see that the one player that Cloud9 did manage to bring up from the challenger scene and really build up amateur North American talent is now on their, on their primary team. You can sense the bitterness at home. Um, the problem is that's also my biggest worry for the team because this is the change. This is the one change they're making. And at times rookie junglers can come in and they can be brilliant. We all remember Dardox first split. Absolutely phenomenal. We've had some Copenhagen Wolves junglers that have graced my, my team's shores that have been phenomenal in their first stints. We've also had some rookie junglers that have been atrocious. Not everyone can be Dardock. Not everyone can be a Nori. Sometimes you have to be a Moon or a Hard. Sometimes you have to be a Trashy, where Trashy wasn't necessarily great on enemy, but he wasn't awful. The problem is this team 
needs to have consistency across the board, and it needs to be consistently good. We saw early on that they had some struggles when Smoothie was not playing very well. We saw that early on they had some struggles when Impact was not playing very well. And this is going to be Impact's third jungler on this roster. He's played with Ru- or he didn't play with Rush. He came in. He's played with Meteos and he's played with Smoothie. He played with Rush when he was over on Impact or on Impulse. I don't like the inconsistency that he has in his jungle position. And at the end of the day, this, this was a move you had to make. You had to move on from Meteos. You had this young jungler. I just think it's going to harm them early on in the spring. And this really needs to be a move looking towards the summer. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see how he's going to adapt to playing on the big LCS stage. Certainly, if you just look at the straight numbers that he performed in the Challenger series, uh, his KDA always hovered uh, somewhere around four, which is you know exactly what you're looking for from a jungler. Uh, his kill participation was always in the high 60s. Again, exactly what you want from a jungler. He's been around the Cloud9 infrastructure. Surely, you know he's he was in the gaming house with the main roster for at least some bits of time and has gotten a chance to learn from all of these great guys. And Medios is going to be there taking him under his wing and saying, hey, I might not be able to do it like you young kids nowadays, but I do know what it's like to play on an LCS roster, to be a shot caller, to, to be a team player because I was the only one who could do it for a very long time. Uh, I, you know, after, uh, you know, high fell, you know, was no longer going to be the, the leader of this team. And, you know, certainly this is the post high era, right? This is now, you know, it definitely is the post high era. You, you have to, uh, you have to see, you know, where is the shot calling going to come from and, and how is contracts going to play with that? You know, these are the questions that will need to be answered, but, he does have veterans helping him out, and he does have the consistency of, of being within the same organization uh, that, that should hopefully ease that transition. Uh, it will, you know, time will tell, I suppose. But the, the biggest thing is going to be, you know, which version shows up. And when you talk about what makes you nervous, you seem to lean more on the negative end. So, so what is it about him that makes you so nervous. Why why is it that you have you use two of your three bullet points here on contracts? So the the thing that makes me nervous is when I look at Cloud9 and I go, "Okay, so I'm Cloud9. I got to the quarterfinals in what I think was a easier group than TSM because they had a Taiwanese team." Boo. Wow. Yeah, that's right. I got that little Wow, bit. okay. Don't worry about it. I thought it was a little bit easier group. Sure, they had SKT in it, whatever. You just need to beat the other two teams four times, essentially, to get in. Cool. That's what they did. Then they got absolutely just massacred in the, the quarterfinals by Samsung. Kuve out solo killed Impact to an absurd degree. Uh, ambition was way better than Meteos, and the rest of the guys just couldn't hold up. So I look at Cloud9 and I go, okay, like we were third place. We beat Immortals, what is it going to take for us to beat TSM if I'm just going and just replaying Summer? Okay, upgrade the jungle position. Well, crud. Everyone else upgraded around us. Everyone else increased their talent pools. And part of what made Cloud9 so successful was that they were able to use all this team cohesion and the fact that Meteos was, you know, finally figured out sort of how to work with Jensen, that he knew how to work with Sneaky already, that there was this sort of team fight cohesion that we usually reserve for CLG. 
on cloud nine. Well, now it's not five veteran players anymore. And the, the, the rookie, the youngster, is in one of these key pivot positions that has to move around the map a lot, that has to be trying to control objectives. And you don't have a mid laner like High that can be this you know, overpowering shot caller. So who the, sh- who the shot caller is going to be on this team and whether he can guide contracts around the map successfully is going to be a really important thing. He had that shot caller on the Cloud9 Challenger team. He had High. He had Lemon Nation. He had Balls. Alltech, whatever, that's for another story. But he had those guys kind of to guide him around and tell him, okay, go do this, now do this, to micromanage him. I don't see the personality on this Cloud9 roster that can micromanage him and make him be successful. So then what does that need to happen for him to be successful? Well, then he needs to be this overwhelming playmaker in his own right, and he doesn't have that skill, it seems like, like... Dardock did in the challenger scene, like Trick had when he all of a sudden emerged and was doing great for G2. Doesn't have that sort of killer instinct, or at least hasn't demonstrated it when I've watched him play solo queue, when I've seen him on other people's streams in solo queue. All we know is that he played with High, and it that definitely felt like High was controlling the Cloud9 challenger team in the challenger series. It felt like a Cloud9 game of old. Mm-hmm. So you don't have that overwhelming personality to micromanage him. Jensen's not that guy. Sneaky sure as hell isn't that guy. Impact is, is still Korean, and his English, while it's improved, he wasn't doing a lot of like the promotional stuff with Riot videos in English. It was mostly in Korean. So then you're leaving that to Smoothie, and I have the same sort of issue with Smoothie doing that like I do with Biofrost having to play, you know, keeper for for wild turtle i don't want to put that kind of pressure on a guy so young that is still learning his you know learning his position Mm -hmm. so it just feels like they're almost setting him up for failure and what they needed out of the jungle was a very strong consistent presence to i think push them over the edge and not just get blown out by samsung in the quarterfinals at worlds and not get blown out by tsm at the na finals in toronto well, and, and this is where I'm going to disagree with you a bit. Totally fair. I think that if you lo- if we're going to give TSM credit for not panicking and maintaining course and understanding that they have a lot of talent on this roster, we have to give Cloud9 the same amount of credit. This is a team that made it to the finals of the North American region. They cruised through regionals, and they did win their games at Worlds and make all the jokes about Taiwan that you want. Ha ha, very funny. Flash Wolves underperformed at Worlds. You know, I, I I can take the hit. I'm, you know, that's that's what Taiwanese people. You know, if we love Taiwan, you gotta realize that international competitions tend to hate you. But <laughs> let's face it, it's still hard to win three games against a team like that. Like Flash Wolves is still a very good team. Uh, there were still challenges throughout that whole uh, group, and you you know they rose to it. They rose to the occasion. They battled their way out. And they made it to this to you know past the group stage, and if you get a team past the group stage at Worlds, you stick to that team. You understand that these players were good enough to a get you to the big stage and b perform well enough on the big stage to get you to the biggest stage, which is the Elite Eight of this you know final World Championship. 
why wouldn't you just replace your worst player and run the rest back? Why wouldn't you keep your faith in Impact, who start, is starting to look like a world-class top laner again? Or Jensen, who is, you know, continuing year, split by split to get better and better, just bit by bit, continuing to be terrifying. And, you know, you say Smoothie isn't necessarily that guy. We didn't think Smoothie was going to be much of anything heading into the summer split. That's, that's and true. And he had an incredible series of games. So... I have no doubt that he can absorb all of those lessons and, and potentially be a, a shot-calling guy. So I think, you know, as far as setting contracts up to, to fail, I don't know if they could have set him up better for success. I mean, it, what else do you want when you're bringing in a rookie than to have four veterans with world's experience directly under their belt from the last split? I, I think that it's the, uh, that, you know, if there are going to be problems, it's going to come from, you know, can the rest of these players continue to perform to that level or have they peaked? And that to you is the, is the big X factor. Is that safe to say? I absolutely, I, I would say impact. Yes. He had that run in regionals in the playoffs against Immortals, where he looked like the world champion of old. We have the joke. Yeah. I'm no longer SKT impact. I'm cloud nine impact. And then he played pretty well in the group stages. He had a little trouble with flash top laner little bit of trouble with Duke, I would say, and then Kuvi absolutely massacred him in the quarterfinals, but Samson just basically massacred everyone until they reached SKT mm. once they got into the playoff elimination rounds. Um, obviously, contracts, we don't know what his ceiling is, we don't know what his floor really is. Jensen and Sneaky, this this is now where I have to go and look at it and, and talk about ceilings. Jensen and Sneaky have started their growth now, split to split last year, has now started to stall. They're still improving. Don't I don't want to say they're not still improving. They are still getting better. I think everyone can consistently continue to get better. But it's hit that point on the curve where it starts to flatten out, and it gets to that point where I think they're hitting their ceiling. Where Jensen, we've now seen him play against Bjergsen for a while, and he just can't we, we we thought Jensen would be the guy to to, to like sort of overtake Bjergsen and he just it, it's not there. Bjergsen beats him. Yeah, maybe he gets a solo kill in lane, you know, whatever. But Bjergsen at the end of the day beats Jensen. Sneaky. We've always we've been waiting for him. When is he gonna eclipse double lift? When is he gonna get there? When is he gonna get there? And granted, this guy started at they had to create a cheese strategy in the bot lane to protect this guy. Because he wasn't good enough to be on the stage. And they created that Zyra Ash composition. And ever since then, he's grown and 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 he's grown. And, he's grown and, and it's just starting to all out. And it, that's the thing is if this is these guys' ceilings, if they are this close to their ceiling, then for them to take that next step, contracts has to be – you know, this close to his ceiling in his first split. And I'm just not quite sure he's that guy. He's only played competitive League of Legends one split. And he played it with a super intense micromanaging shot caller and high. And I look at this team and I go, who's the shot caller? Who is Cloud9's shot caller? I'm assuming it was Meteos because that was why they brought him back was that they didn't have a shot caller with Rush. So assuming you bring him back. Sneaky's not that type of guy. He's the memer, he's the jokey guy, and then when you watch him, he's quiet when he plays League of Legends. So then you're moving it to Smoothie, who, like you said, wasn't 
someone we had any expectations of at the beginning of Split, and he started improving. But then the second you now lay that other, that other, you know, bag on his shoulder, we saw it with Bjergsen when he had to start shot calling. His play peaked, and it started to like dip a little because now he's focusing on this other skill he has to learn. I'm afraid of that with Smoothie because as good as he did look at the end of the split, it took him. 12 weeks to get to that point where we're like, okay, yeah, Smoothie's a pretty good support for North America. So I look at all these things. I look at what the ceilings are. And for Cloud9 to, I think, to keep up with all the other improvements other teams around them have made and to take that next step, which is win another title, get back to their winning ways, knock off TSM, knock off Dignitas, CLG, whoever else, and go to MSI or go to an international event and be more than a punching bag in the quarterfinal round... I just think it's almost too much to ask of contracts to be that guy. And they really need that guy. They need that carry. They need that one star. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see who takes point, if you will, uh, as far as this Cloud9 season goes. You know, you have Impact, who obviously looked great last split. Did not look very good the split before that when he was on NRG. And obviously it's a lot easier to look good when you're on a good team. But it is worth pointing out that he was having uh, individual issues as well. Uh, and now we have a whole bunch of really good top laners coming back in to test him and say, are you as good as, as you looked last split? Or were you surrounded by North American top laners and were on a good team? Now we're going to find out. You know, is Smoothie going to continue to be that guy that we saw towards the end of the split? My inclination is to say yes. I, I think that there's no reason to believe that he's going to fall off. But at the same time, you won't know until it's happened and that's one of those things that when you look at sneaky and smoothie like how many more splits can sneaky keep pulling out and still be a top three north american 80 carry i mean we, we talk all the time like after a while these veterans tend to fall off and it looked like it might have been happening in the spring and then smoothie kind of gave sneaky this new resurgence you know does that continue to last now Personally, I'll give my prediction before I ask you, just because uh, for me it comes down to the coach's Reaper, who I think is an incredible coach, a guy who understands his team very well. If anyone can teach contracts how to be whatever this team needs them to be, it's going to be Reaper. All he has to do to be an improvement on their last performance is be better than Medios, and I don't think that bar is so high as to be unreachable. I, and if he is an improvement and everyone else continues to be at their level, which, again, the, the infrastructure around Cloud9, their continued history of success, you would be inclined to believe that's going to happen, there's a good reason to believe this team gets back into the, uh, the LCS finals. I have them right now uh, in that finals matchup. I think they're going to be a very tough team to get out of this tournament. You're obviously less high on them. Where do you end up? I, I look at the junglers that he's going to have to play on a daily basis. Chaser, Xmithy, Dardock, Lyra, Rainover, Sven Skarin. Like There are very few junglers when you look at this pool and go, I think contracts can hang with them. I have them as a playoff team. I still think they're good enough. I think they've got the talent. I, I complain about, yeah, Sneaky and, and Jensen are reaching their ceilings, and you're 100% right. That's still top three. That's a top three guy at his position if yeah. he's hitting that ceiling. And Impact, 
he played well, like you said, especially towards the end of the split, especially against a guy like Hooney. Maybe it just takes him having to play against a really, really good top laner to pull the best out of him. Maybe that's what it's going to take, because he did play well against Haunters, too, in the finals against TSM. I will give him that. Maybe that's what it takes, is he has to play against another top four guy to pull the top four out of him. But there were some times where he was playing against guys like KFO where he was just sloppy. But I have him as a playoff team. It wouldn't surprise me if they make it to the semifinals just because they do have the talent around it. Like you say, Reaper is an excellent coach, and I think he was well-deserved to be the second place in the Coach of the Year discussion. I totally get why he should be up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think, you know, Parth was a little better. Um, so at the end of the day, definitely a playoff team. You know, there is a good chance that Contracts is just straight up better than Medios. I just think he needs to be that much better than Medios to really push this team over the edge and get them back to a final when everyone else around them have gotten so much better. Fair enough. Uh, certainly, that is going to be the the player to watch, and this is going to be an interesting team to watch. You know, we've already talked about uh, two other teams in North America, TSM and Dignitas, uh, both of whom are obviously trying to bring a lot to the table and make their run at the finals as well. Uh, we've also spent uh, some time talking about European teams. Uh, we did Fnatic, we did G2 Esports, and we did H2 What? H2K. Uh, you should ke- check out all of those in the uh, preview playlist on our channel here. Uh, please check them all out. Uh, they're a ton of fun. Uh, we're also... Uh, you can also find us on social media. I'm at Redshirt King on Twitter. Walter, where can the nice people at home find you? All, all you Cloud9 fans, go ahead. Like You can yell at me. I will I will argue with you. I will discuss your points. You guys can find me at C80s underscore LOL. Awesome. I'll be there. I'll be there, baby. Yep, and uh, and I'm sure it's coming. Uh, I'm sure that the keyboards are already typing away. So please, uh, come back tomorrow where we're going to be talking about a team that was so envious of the teams above them last split that they had to go out and get their own Korean jungler as they, uh, as they try to make a run. Uh, and until then, goodbye, Internet. Hey there, C80s here. Thanks for checking out the podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, consider supporting us at www.patreon.com backslash roughdraftspod. For just a dollar a month, you can join your fellow listeners in our patron-only Discord channel and help keep the content coming, or join our VIP club, where a dollar a show, or eight bucks a month, gets you first priority on all patron content, like our patron-only Q&As. And check us out on all of our social media, Twitter, at RoughDraftsPod, Facebook.com, backslash RoughDraftsPod, SoundCloud.com backslash esports rough drafts, as well as on iTunes and YouTube by just searching for the Rough Drafts podcast. Thanks for listening, and goodbye, Internet.